Hello, everybody, and we are back for another episode of the American Gods podcast. I'm Michael, and with me is Sarah. Hello, Godlings. So, Sarah, how has your week been? It's been good so far. Yeah, I keep nothing really to complain about. Um, I recently ordered some loot boxes and a geek girl loot box, and they're supposed to arrive tomorrow, so I'm excited about that. Nice. Cool. Anything geeky that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week? Um, it's been pretty good. Uh, just doing a lot of stuff with the podcast, getting a lot of the editing uh, done, and just working on the Patreon page. It's up and running, but you know, kind of tinkering with things <laughs> and uh, fine-tuning things. So, uh, other than that, everything's been good. Just uh, gearing up for another Freaking Geeks podcast, which we will be recording on Thursday night. Yep. So, looking forward to it. Yep. So, for so any, we get to talk yep. about Gilmore Girls trailer that came out. <laughs> right. And we're also rev- rev- we're also reviewing the Babadook. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. The horror movie I've been like putting off until now to watch. <laughs> right. So she'll be watching it tonight and uh, then cursing me out because she can't sleep all night and it's my fault. So It'll happen. Right. You'll just get like a message at like four in the morning and be like, this is your fault. <laughs> I hate you. Die, die, die. Ah, yes. Perfect for Halloween. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're reviewing the Babadook. Uh, I like it. Well, the first uh, thing that we reviewed was Bram Stoker's Dracula, mm-hmm, which was what, was what she wanted to review. Uh, I wanted to review The Babadook because I watched it last year. I found it amazing. I found it to be amazing. So I really wanted to review this because it's just it's different. If you haven't seen The Babadook, I highly recommend it. Uh, but definitely check out our podcast, The Freaking Geeks Podcast. And uh, check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Freaking Geeks. You can subscribe to us there. We have a bunch of additional content and giveaways and uh, all kinds of wonderful stuff. So go there, check us out, watch the video, read it. And if you're interested, subscribe. And uh, hopefully you can also, you will become a patron of ours and uh, be in line to get some really awesome stuff. Yeah. And speaking of awesome stuff, uh, Loot Crate accidentally sent me two Loot Crate DXs, so I have a spare one that I didn't have to pay for. Shh, don't tell them, because <laughs> I don't want to give it back. But we're thinking uh, down the road, maybe closer to Christmas time, we'll have it as a giveaway for either subscribers or just for you know listeners in general. We haven't decided yet, but yeah, that that'll be a perk as well. <laughs> right. It could be one of those things where it could just be a... A random giveaway to anybody that's a patron at any level, so yeah. everybody kind of gets thrown into, you know, the the hat and uh, pick somebody out at random, and you know, kind of be a Christmas present kind of thing for one of our patrons. So exactly, yeah. All right, so uh, this is uh, another episode of American Gods, and. We will be covering chapter eight this week, chapter by chapter. Yes. And we will also be doing a profile on Dane Cook, who plays Robbie on the show. Yeah. So we know he plays Robbie. We don't know how big of a part he's going to have. He's going to be for one episode or one scene, but we figured we'd feature him anyways. Right. Well, you know, looking at the IMDb page, it actually looks like he's going to be in the show more than just one episode. I'm I'm curious to see if they're going to give like backstory like in how they met and stuff like that cuz I can see them playing that in in him coming back. I can't see him being anything more than that though. Right. I don't expect anything present day. <laughs> yeah, but... not when no one's throwing a gold coin in your grave. <laughs> well, to be fair, we didn't really get a whole lot of backstory on on him in the book. It was we just found out what we needed to find out, which was they're really good friends that they'd met their respective wives out on like a, like a dates, like a date, double dates, double date. And, um, that Robbie was, uh, you know, having sex with Laura while 
Shadow was in prison and they both died. Does it? <laughs> so in the not nicest way. <laughs> right. So this might give it us a chance to get a better view of Robbie because we'll see more about who he is and how he and Shadow became friends. I think that's probably a smart idea. You know? Yeah. We don't need a ton of information, but maybe just a few flashbacks to give more weight to Robbie's death, I think, is probably not not the worst decision that they could have come up with. Yeah, I mean, if he got, you know, the time and it fits into the story, why not do it? Right, right. And, and getting Dane Cook, it's not somebody I think that's going to come onto the show for one episode. I just don't see that. So if you're going to get somebody, and look, I'm not, you know, this isn't, you know, legendary Oscar-winning actor, but it's somebody <laughs> that is noteworthy and that people know who he is. You know, he's a relatively famous comedian. You know, he's a very popular comedian, and he has done TV and film work over the course of his career. So, you know, hiring him for a role is not something you're going to give to somebody that's going to be on the show for five minutes. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he probably put in for the role, too, because um, it sounds like he has read the book and is a fan in the first place. Yeah, but if I remember correctly, I read that um, he was surprised that they even contacted him about it. Oh really? I, th- I read the opposite. I thought maybe, he contacted them. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe I just maybe I read it wrong or something. I just I thought that it was a complete surprise to him, but I you're probably if right. If you guys know, let us know. <laughs> right. Apparently we have two entirely different views of how this went down. <laughs> yeah, and so we're not gonna fact check, you guys let us know. <laughs> fact check? Who does that? Come on. Right? You know? Like like we fact check on the show. <laughs> Never. No, that's not that's not fun. Is that yeah. how we roll? So, you know what? It's when the fans can point out all your mistakes. That's when you know you're having a good time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when they can point and laugh and say you're doing this wrong. That's that's when they're happiest. <laughs> and, and they say they're hosts of a podcast and that they're <laughs> authorities on this book and on this show. Bah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to this. Unsubscribe. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, we'll be much better at this, I swear. Um, love you, don't think of us. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's our plan is to, to do chapter by chapter. We'll do the profile of Dane Cook. Uh, and I think looking at going forward with the podcast, you know, week by week, we're doing the chapter by chapter and the profile. Um, and again, and we say this every week. Hopefully, we'll have more stuff to talk about. Hopefully, there'll be some news. And there is a little bit of news this week, but it's so minor. Uh, and we'll get to that in a second. So Hopefully, there'll be a freaking trailer soon. Right. So, um, or a release date. Something would be great. So I'm thinking that um, between now and next week, I'm going to look and see what kind of additional content that we can create to put in the podcast just to give you a little more meat to the podcast and the chapter by chapter is nice um, because you're kind of going along with us as we go through the book and get to the end and hopefully um, finish the book roughly around the the time that the show is going to be premiering. Right. However, uh, I just, I want to do a little more, right? Because I thought there'd be more news and more things to talk about, um, and we can sit and we can, time. you know, we can sit and we can speculate. But at this point, you know, doing any kind of speculating isn't going to, it's not doing us any good because we don't have any additional information to really give us more to kind of guess on. You know, we don't have any, you know, images. We're getting like what, one or two images, and that's it. So we really don't have a whole lot at this point from beyond the trailer that we got. We don't have anything else. Not really. Um, so sitting here and, and spending 20 minutes just saying, well, what do you think is going to happen? But I don't know. I mean, <laughs> this is what happens in the book. But at this point, we just will we just be grasping, you know, anything we can out of the air and, and trying to give it some kind of weight. And it's just not worth it. So yeah. what we're going to do is kind of look at see what else we can do in the podcast that can give you more to listen to and and maybe just add a little more fun 
to the podcast. So between now and next week, I'm going to look at the options that we can come up with and uh, we'll make a you know quick announcement at the beginning of the podcast just to let you know what we have coming you know for the future yeah and if you have any suggestions you know write them in you know we'll happily entertain suggestions like if you think we should have the american gods drinking game every single episode where we see who lasts till the end you know we'll entertain it (laughs) you know send in whatever well i've got a bottle of scotch up there that i could pull down rum is where it's at well i have rum i have scotch i have whiskey i mean I could, we could do that, you know. It's like, okay, we have an hour and a half. Who can last? We could call it the Mad Sweeney off. <laughs> who can survive longer than Mad Sweeney? <laughs> right. Who can, who can drink Mad Sweeney under the table? Me. Right. Me or Sarah. Uh, I'll warn you, I can hold my own. Okay. <laughs> I'm a tank. All right. All right. We'll, we'll see about that. Um, yeah. So anyway, we'll make an announcement next week. We'll let you know exactly what we've come up with um, until we start getting more news and it comes in at a fairly decent clip, you know, that it gives us enough material to be able to talk to you about it week to week. You know, until that happens, we're going to try and supplement with some additional stuff. And, and at the moment, I can't think of anything and I don't want to just throw things out there um, without really putting some thought into it. So, you know, we'll, we'll, figure it out and then next week we'll let you know yeah for sure so all right let's jump into doing chapter by chapter this week do you want to start for the news first real quick oh yeah that's right you know see i that's that's the problem we never have any news so <laughs> you know <laughs> even this isn't really news but and i thought we'd include it anyways but um you know i figured they'd be done filming principal photography as that's what they kind of said to GQ magazine that they were doing. But, um, Brian Fuller tweeted out a picture of, you know, on set with the crew, um, a picture of him and, um, Essie Tregowan, which, you know, is the, one of the coming to America stories. Um, and it's quite literally just, um, uh, Emily Browning. She's Essie Tregowan and, She's got the freckles, and she's got all done up. I almost didn't recognize her. They did a really good job, but she's cute as can be. And they it's like they've built a whole freaking town. Like, I don't know how much they're going to delve into this, but they've really built, like, a whole western town out of this. Who knows? I I don't know if they're going to be expanding that at all. I, I'm not sure. Um I don't, maybe this is the last thing they have to shoot. Um, I guess there's also a, a slight possibility that they're essentially done with filming, but now maybe they're going back to redo some stuff. Maybe they have to reshoot some things before they're, you know, officially wrapped or something. I don't know. I mean, I have to imagine though they're pretty close to the end, right? We're... We're in October. We're almost at the end of October, right? So now we've got November, December, and that's the end of the year. So I imagine they have to be getting pretty close. They can't be more than... Even if they're doing reshoots and and some B-roll stuff, maybe a week or two, a couple weeks maybe. Yeah, for sure. And it's got to be cold where they're at right now because everyone is in like double jackets and sweaters and then there's poor emily browning in this like dress and she looks cold (laughs) yeah that does that does suck (laughs) it's terrible (laughs) um that's that's it for the news everyone i (laughs) say that every week i feel like a broken record like (laughs) well uh i wish we had something to tell you but we don't uh proceeding on to the next the chapter by chapter that's what we do every Mm -hmm. week so you know yeah, this is a particularly interesting chapter. Right. <laughs> Which I can't wait to hear you talk about <laughs> the part that I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this. <laughs> okay, so this chapter is. Um, I, I like this chapter. In fact, this is one of my favorite 
parts of the book. And I know I've said that like the last several weeks because, but I, I do really enjoy it. Um, I like the time that Shadow spends with Jaquel and uh, Mr. Ibis. So to me, yeah. this is just a really interesting part of the book. Okay, so what we have here is at the beginning of this chapter, Mr. Ibis and, and Shadow are talking. Right. And Mr. Ibis is telling Shadow about how, you know, they're late in the season. It's almost Christmas and how a lot of people at this time of year tend to kind of fight through it, you know, stay alive essentially long enough to get through Christmas and into the new year. And then a lot of people pass away, which, yeah. by the way, is really sad. Yeah. It's it's never um, a chipper day at the funeral home. I can't think. Right. Well, right now I believe they're um, I believe they're headed towards the diner, if I'm not mistaken, or they're at the diner. Mm-hmm. Um. So it goes on to explain that, unlike national chains, and the, and that's goes to fu- goes with funeral parlors, or whether we're talking about something like a Walmart, or a Walgreens, some national chain, or a Burger King, McDonald's, things like that. Uh, with funeral homes, people tend to love, well, or people tend to want attention, personal attention, and they want intimacy with working with like a small town uh, funeral home, right? Because big chains, they're impersonal, you know, they, they just want your money. They don't really care. Whereas, you know, a small town funeral home, these people know everybody around them. And certainly I think, you know, Jaquel and and Mr. Ibis are people, everyone knows who they are. Everyone knows them. So. Yeah, because everyone's experienced someone dying and probably been to that funeral parlor before. Right. So it turns out that... uh, Jaquel has dominion over the dead. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Ibis has uh, his like power, his skill is with words. So he's a writer, right? And he writes for himself. He doesn't write books for other people to read. He writes histories of people. And it's, it's just for his own personal collection, which I, I thought that was pretty interesting. I like that. I kind of like the title, Dominion of the Dan. <laughs> Right, right. Um, so Shadow and, and Mr. Ibis, they're chatting, they're eating at the local diner, and they're eating coffee cake, which apparently is excellent, by the way. Well, anything with coffee is excellent. Right. I love coffee. I love coffee. <laughs> I love coffee cake. So, yeah, I could definitely but go. you don't drink coffee. That's just weird. I don't. I can't explain it. I make no sense. Trust me. Oh, my- I saw the best little comic strip the other day, and it was like coffee drinkers against uh, tea drinkers, and coffee drinkers look at tea drinkers, um, like they're like tea—that's just pompous water—and <laughs> and then tea drinkers are like coffee's disgusting. I only drink the finest leaves, and then and then there's the cocoa drinkers who are like, sometimes I like to add sprinkles to my drink. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I thought it was perfect. That's, that's, I like that. That's that's. That's funny. I have to take a look at that. <laughs> um, so anyway, it turns out that uh, they're ha- they're helping Shadow because they owe Wednesday a few favors, right? So Wednesday has sent Shadow to Jaquel and Mister Ibis essentially to hide out for a while, and they're fulfilling you know this because they owe Wednesday some favors. But they're going to put Shadow to work. So Shadow just isn't going to go there and like lounge around all day. So they're going to allow Shadow to be there. And essentially, they're going to protect Shadow. But in return, he has to help with whatever they need in the funeral home. So um, it turns out that Jaquel and Mr. Ibis have been in this country for over 3,000 years. Which is crazy. Right. So it turns out that a lot of people 
have come to this country over the years. We think, oh, it was just Columbus, but there's been people from all over the world that have found their way to America before Columbus ever got there. So Jacquel and Mr. Ibis are obviously, you know, two gods who uh, kind of just appeared because somebody from Egypt came to America and, uh, you know, prayed to them or whatever. And of course they appeared. And so they've been here ever since. Yeah. yeah been here a long, long time. Right. So, uh, Shadow uh, finally meets Jaquel because at this point he and Mr. Ibis have just been talking, you know, having a discussion. So Jaquel isn't even there. Uh, so they finally make their way back to the funeral home after they've eaten. Jaquel's downstairs and there's a local girl, young, probably just after high school, I think. Um, she's dead. Her boyfriend apparently stabbed and killed her because she told him he was pregnant or she was pregnant and he didn't think it was his. And so he killed her. That's that escalated quickly. Like, like seriously, just break up with her. Like, yeah. How hard is that? Like, uh, Hey, I'm pregnant. Stab. I mean, stab, stab, stab. Like, <laughs> what is this game of Thrones? Or scream, you know? Yeah, that too. So, Come on. uh, yeah, that, that's, that's terrible. Um, so Shadow is eventually sickened, you know, because Jekyll is doing his thing. He's, you know, making slices and he's doing the autopsy, right? So he, he turns away. And I think it's partially because of Laura, you know, the, yeah. like, this girl is dead and it reminds him of Laura. And so he's cutting open this corpse and it's just, it's too much for Shadow. He turns away. So, One of my favorite lines is from here, and it's the line where um, you know, his job is to kick the corpse, and if it doesn't kick him back, then he'll sign the death certificate. Right. I th- you're like, right. That's fantastic. That, that was really good. I did like that line a lot. That's great. <laughs> um, so Shadow mentions about the dead coming back to life, and I thought that was really interesting, right? Because that is right after that comment. In that line you you were saying about how if if he kicks the dead and it doesn't kick back he signs the certificate and Shadow comments on how you know the dead don't always stay dead and and Jacquel gives him this look like turns his head like almost interested like okay that's a weird comment to make <laughs> um, so Jacquel then goes on to say that back in the day. In Egypt, um, they used to be able to do that a lot easier. But to bring someone back from the dead, not as a zombie, but like truly bring them back with like their soul still intact, it takes something of real, like real power, like a really powerful item. So, what uh, would that could be? Uh, yeah, a certain coin, possibly. <laughs> so Shadow washes up. Uh, he changes his clothes. And as he's standing in front of the mirror, he has the razor. He's like, he has a straight razor and you know, he's been shaving with it. And uh, he is literally contemplating suicide at this moment. And it's it's such a tough scene to read because it's, Laura's dead. Everything that's happened to him, he's like, I could just end it right now. Uh, it would be so painless. And he actually presses the blade into his neck enough to where it actually causes blood to come out yeah and you could tell he's almost ready to do it when all of a sudden the door opens and a a cat comes in and he's like i i locked that door i know i did and the the cat just looks at him like whatever (laughs) um which i think is great like that the the reactions from the cat are fantastic they're suitable to what cats actually will do right in the cat it there's got to be more to this cat than just being a cat so of course right um, so Jekyll has Shadow drive the hearse. And Shadow's a big guy, and he so he can he can carry things, but obviously he can drive the hearse. And it turns out that a woman named Lila Goodchild has died. It's an elderly woman, and uh, her husband is just dumbstruck, and he can't believe what's happened. He has no money, so he's going to 
basically go with the bare minimum for the most part when it comes to like her services and the like going to like the cemetery, the box, all that stuff. And then it turns out uh, that he's going to die within a year, six months, a year tops. So that was information imparted by, I believe, uh, Mr. Ibis. So, yeah, it turns out that the husband is someone who isn't going to live much longer. That's nice. That's cheery. Yeah, very cheery. Um, so Shadow inquires to Jaquel about the soul, right? Um, Jaquel goes on to tell him that back in the day, a person had to be weighed against his sins. So they took a feather, a big feather, and if a person's sins weighed more than the feather, then their soul was fed to uh, Amet, the eater of souls. So. I like that title too. <laughs> right. Um, which I found really interesting. You know, and I, I've heard of this before actually. It's not the first time that I've heard about like, you know, your sins is, are measured against, you know, the weight of a feather. So, but apparently it's a very heavy feather. So you have to be a downright bastard. Uh, I'm talking like <laughs> murdering people, raping people, all kinds of stuff. Like really, really harsh stuff in order to uh, outweigh that feather. So it's a feather made out of like, I don't know, iron, mercury, something like that. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I, I suppose it's not the actual substance it's made out of doesn't matter so much as I just think that uh, it just weighs a lot, however it's made. <laughs> So yeah, um, and turn, apparently Jesus is a lucky dude in America. However, in Afghan Afghanistan, he's uh, hitchhiking, <laughs> <laughs> which I found hilarious. So <laughs> over yeah. over here, he's living like a king, and uh, in Afghanistan, he's just bumming rides. It's true then, true now. <laughs> right. So. Um, Shigal says that he and Ibis will be out of business in a few years, that they have money saved up for the lean years, but the problem is the lean years are already here and they're getting worse every single year. So, yep. Um, so we get some little information on Shadow as he remembers that when he was the, like a kid, right, about 13 years old, 14 years old, he was very skinny. He was very small and he was very skinny. And then over the course of a summer, he grew a lot. I mean, he grew a lot. <laughs> um, shot up, and all the kids that used to pick on him the year before all, all of a sudden seemed very tiny in comparison. <laughs> um, so then we have uh, them sitting down to a large meal. So Jaquel did the whole autopsy thing, finished that off, and they go upstairs and... Uh, well, they did the hearse thing with with Lala Goodchild, and then uh, they came back, unloaded her body, and now it's time for a meal. Which apparently they don't eat meat, so yeah, so Shadow's gonna have to make do best he can. Um, <laughs> so then Shadow feeds the leftovers to the cat, goes upstairs, prepares for bed, falls asleep, and then has one of the weirdest parts of this entire book. <laughs> so in his dream and I say dream while making like quotation marks air quotes, air quotes I mean uh, Shadow meets a woman a woman who's very pale skinned um, apparently uh, has a lovely figure um, and, and by lovely figure I mean apparently lovely breasts as, as far as I can remember <laughs> uh, the description um, the <laughs> Uh, the description of of this was uh, <laughs> odd. Um, apparently, Shadow was drinking in her womanly fluids and smells. Uh, <laughs> Gotta love Neil for his descriptions, right? Um, the the um, eh, burying his face in her crotch, apparently. Um. <laughs> And yeah, and like, and he can't see her face. That's the one thing he can't see initially. 
um, but she's purring and then apparently begins to ride him and this goes on for a while um, and eventually he manages to reach um, reach ejaculation and uh, she pats him on the face and says sleep now whatever and uh, it's over um, he's a good boy <laughs> Oh, and she has, I believe, cat's eyes, too. So, yeah. Nice shock. <laughs> uh, so, I- I'll be honest, and I've never really looked it up or anything. I've read this book four times, and every time I get to this part, I, I only assume that the cat, the actual physical cat on the bed, is obviously the same cat that's in the dreams, which is weird, just saying. <laughs> I'm just no. Saying. That's not weird. Like, <laughs> it's not weird at all. What are you talking about? Oh, and this is some kind of mind meld. You know, like I don't know. It's it's just it's odd. That's all I can say. It's odd. Did I just have a wet dream about that cat? Right, <laughs> man. I have been single for too long. <laughs> right, right. Even a cat. Three years of being in jail, Dusty. <laughs> right. Even then, a cat a cat does it for me. Um. <laughs> Right, uh, but like I'm like, and he's like, just in the the description where you know he's talking about like he has like this erection, which is like the kind that he had as a teenager or something like that. Yeah, when you're like just hitting puberty, right, and it's uncontrollable, and you you just the hormones are like flooding your system twenty four seven. Um, it's just yeah, it was a, it was a very weird. Sort of, it's just very weird. I've never quite understood, and I'm sure it's got to be some like goddess, uh, some cat goddess that is connected to Ibis and Jaquel or something. But yeah, I don't. Really, I have no idea. Yeah, I just gotta wonder if she greets every guest that way. <laughs> uh, possibly. <laughs> Who knows? Um. Anyway, so. Anyway, right. on to the other parts. So after all that, Shadow wakes up at like 6.45 in the morning. Um, he's getting up. He remembered he had fallen asleep with pajama pants on, but now he's naked. Hmm, nice shock. <laughs> when uh, he took a moment to look in the mirror, all his bruises that he endured from, you know, the Tech Boys men and Mad Sweeney, they were gone. Replaced with cat claw marks. Hmm, man, <laughs> that definitely wasn't all a dream. Um... After putting on some clothes, he went out walking in the snow and walking all the way to the outskirt of town, finding Mad Sweeney under a bridge, making a remark on how people will think he's a troll. And he's like, trolls are mean, I'm not a troll. <laughs> <laughs> and Sweeney, he's very troubled, he's very worried, and says that Shadow took the wrong coin, that the coin he took from Mads was for royalty, and that he needed it back. That he did the trick just like Wednesday said. Sweeney is shivering and Shadow recognized it as a junkie's shiver. Like a junkie leprechaun. Curious what they get high off of. Right. (laughs) Like, uh, do you just like, you know, crush up Lucky Charms marshmallows and just inject them straight into your veins? Oh, someone would kick my ass for that comment. Right. <laughs> you know what? Not to interrupt, but uh, have you ever watched Last Week Tonight? Yes, I love that. Right. So he was talking about how, um, oh, there was like, he's making a comparison about, but I remember he just like was talking about, oh, it was about uh, the opiate addiction ec- epidemic that exists, um, like heroin and stuff like that. And he was um, talking about how like, with with peach cobbler you know like for like oh man i cannot eat another bite but you know what strap me my arm up inject me with that peach i'm riding the peach i'm riding the peach <laughs> instead of riding the dragon you're riding the peach <laughs> yeah that's john oliver right john oliver yeah yeah oh, i love him he's so funny right yeah he's great <laughs> yeah so uh, so anyway yeah go ahead keep going 
So Sweeney like holds out his, you know, cap and you know it starts filling with, you know, gold, gold coins and just overflowing. And um you know, the conversation just becomes kind of humorless when tears start running down his cheeks and you know, Shadow stops giving him the runaround and <laughs> sorry if you can hear that, my cat is like clawing at his litter box on the outside for some god knows what reason <laughs> making as much noise as possible. Like I literally see his face plastered up against the clear part and he's just like clawing at nothing. <laughs> you stupid cat. Cats, cats, cats. <laughs> They're so weird. Right. Like, okay, now they've had that episode. Thank you for being loud as possible. But yeah, <laughs> Sweeney's got like his tears are running down his cheeks. And then Shadow stopped, you know, dicking him around and, you know, says he doesn't have it anymore. He gave it away. And Sweeney just, you know, it's kind of like the Irishman meltdown. He says he's doomed and damned and that he should never have been conceived in the first place. And, and then he recalls he met a woman, you know, under the stars who told him his fortune that he would be undone and abandoned west of the sunset and that a dead woman's bauble would seal his fate. She was spot on. Right. Um, Sweeney continues to warn Shadow not to trust Wednesday, you know, drawing a line from where um, us readers know, you know, the coming to America story about being hung at the gallows with the ravens pecking his eyes out, drawing like a perfect line to that. Um, so I quite liked that quite a bit. Um, Sweeney asked for $20 to get him where he needs to go. Which Shadow, of course, gives him, you know, before walking back into town. And, you know, it was the last time that he would see Mad Sweeney alive. Back at the funeral home, you know, a couple days pass and it comes to December 23rd. And they get a call about a body, you know. And the van to charter bodies is out of commission at the moment. So Shadow has to take the hearse and meets the cops by a dumpster. And sure enough, it's Mad Sweeney clutching a bottle of Jameson Irish whiskey frozen to death. A $20 ticket out of here, it certainly was. So, Shadam got him in the hearse, still sitting up. <laughs> still sitting upright, which is just the best imagery. Right, right. Just this frozen, dead leprechaun just judging you from the back. And, um, sure enough, Sweeney speaks distantly like an echo from far away, asking for this, like, lavish funeral for women to be crying over me and etc. And Shadow, he's so chill about all this. He just tells me that you know, you're dead. You get what you're given. <laughs> he's just like, he's not phased by anything anymore. He's like, I had sex with a cat a few nights ago. Like, nothing is wigging me out anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think with Shadow, I, I think there he his biggest problem right now is his general ambivalence towards living and i think <laughs> yeah. that that ambivalence really has a major impact on him experiencing anything i feel like he just experiences things but doesn't really assign any positive or negative um i guess uh he doesn't really ascribe anything positive or negative to the experiences that he's having right so i think that that is harsh he just like things happen to him and he just like whatever like <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so anyway yeah. just the weird keeps on rolling <laughs> uh sweeney says shadow killed him that he lost the golden sun and because of that he is dead Shadow ends up giving him a proper send-off with getting the most expensive Irish whiskey he can find. And you know, Mr. Ibis and Jekyll toast to him. Mr. Ibis, you know, tells of Mad Sweeney's life, to which Sweeney pipes in now and again, sitting at the table with them, because it's not weird or anything. Everyone's just, you know, totally fine with this. Um, Matt asks Shadow if he remembers how to do the coin trick yet, and Shadow asks... You know, is it a sleeve, uh, a mechanism, or like a latex pouch? And, you know, of course, none of these are it. 
Shadow then sarcastically remarks that Sweeney just plucks it out of nowhere to which Mad's expression changes. And he tells Shadow, you know, you take it from the horde, you hold it in your mind, and it's yours to take from. So Sweeney shows him how to do the thing, and this time Shadow gets it. In the morning, Shadow wakes with a massive hangover and goes to double check that Sweeney is uh, still dead down in the uh, ice room. <laughs> but now the corpse, you know, has the expensive whiskey bottle in his hand. So he knows he wasn't dreaming that Sweeney was, you know, sitting with him and chugging back scotch or whiskey. whiskey. Um, so he goes to the kitchen where Wednesday is <laughs> chilling and eating potato salad and, um, Shadow tells him that Sweeney's dead, which he already knew, and they leave and letting Mr. Wednesday drive as he says Shadow is pretty useless and then they just hit the road and that's where this chapter ends and part one ends. Right. Right. Yeah. I... Really like this chapter a lot, like I said at the beginning, um, with just getting the chance to, to see Jacquel and, and Mr. Ibis, what they're like as characters. I like that Shadow is spending a little time here, interacting with them. Uh, the cat thing is weird as all hell. Um, <laughs> I need to look that up. I need to... I need to do a little more research on that. Um, I, I tend to like to come up with my own theories, but on this one, I honestly, other than just believing it's obviously some other goddess who, you know, takes the form of a cat or something, I don't know. But it's just weird. Yeah, I'm getting, he's lucky he ran into that goddess and not like um, Bilkwe. <laughs> right, right. That's one guy you don't want to run into. Right. So, yeah, anyway. Hmm. Anyway, but I like I like the chapter uh, as a whole. I like it a lot. I think it's really interesting. So, and uh, you know, seeing Shadow kind of just doing the best he can, he can to stay alive, but he's getting, like, pulled lower and lower. And so, like, he's actually contemplating, like, suicide. It's just it's yeah, it's, 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 it's intense. So yeah, like can't just keep going. I mean, Laura's kind of half alive, half dead, and you know you've seen some strange things. Like these curiosities probably keep him stringing along at the moment. Right. Yeah. It's it's the yeah it's it's tough. So. Um. Okay, yeah, it's a great chapter. I think that it's one of the best in the entire book. Um, that's just my personal opinion. Um, if you think that it is, let us know. If you don't think it is, if you think it's an absolute worst chapter you've ever read, uh, or just like middle of the road, like yeah, it's all right, it's okay. Yeah, let us know. Send us some feedback and. Uh, yeah, we would love to, you know, talk about your thoughts, whether it's an email or in a voicemail. Uh, so be sure to send us in some feedback if you'd like to take part in the conversation. Absolutely. So we love feedback. Right, right. We love it. We love getting feedback. Right. Well, we say this all the time. You know, we're an interactive podcast. That's what we do. Um, we like to interact with the fans. We like to get emails, voicemails. We like to, you know. Take what you're sending us, whether it's a question or it's a comment, uh, a rebuttal of some kind, and read it and respond and you know, just engage in this nice little conversation. So, all right. So let's move into the profile this week. So this week we are profiling Dane Cook, who plays Robbie on American Gods. So Dane Cook is somebody that I became aware of roughly 10 years ago or so uh he's a stand-up comedian he's an actor he's a director now i became aware of him because there was a period of time and i don't know because i don't follow you know stand-up comedians and stuff in terms of like 
which ones are dominating right now. I mean, I know Louis C.K. is extremely popular, and, and there's probably a few others. But there was a period of time where Dane Cook was really, really, really popular. Like he probably yeah. was the most popular comedian at one point in time in the country. Yeah, everyone knew him. Right. Like either knew him from you know an acting piece or from his comedy. Right. He would. I, I just remember reading articles and seeing pictures and you know even recordings that you know were from these giant stadiums that were just sold out or something. I mean, just ridiculously huge numbers of people just flocking to his latest, you know, stand up routine or even just the next uh, stop on his tour. Right. It was nuts. Right. It was absolutely crazy. And and he, especially colleges or college, college age kids would just, they were like his bread and butter. Like that was his, that was his, uh, I guess his target audience, I guess. Right. So like yeah. if you were 20, 21, 22, 23 years old, perfect. Absolutely perfect. So anyway, uh, so that's Dane Cook in terms of like, an, like a snapshot of what he is and who he is. But let's dig a little deeper. So, uh, Dane Cook is actually born Dane Jeffrey Cook. He was born. Which is funny. Right, right. Jane. Because of, uh, what's his name? The other comedian that's like as popular as he is with the puppets. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. You know who I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Everyone knows who I'm talking about, but I can't remember the name. <laughs> yeah, Jeff something. Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, Dane Cook was born March 18th, 1972. Go Pisces. Um, he was born in Boston, Massachusetts. He went to Arlington High School in Arlington, Massachusetts. He worked at uh, Video Horizons, video game, video store. I mean, um, he has five brothers and sisters. Good lord! Worked at a Burger King where his brother was the manager. That comedy right. bit's gold. Right. Is a Red Sox fan. And his parents passed away uh, nine months apart uh, from cancer. Oh, my God. That's just strange. Right. He is, an, like I said, he's an actor. He is a director. He is a standard comedian. So the guy can do stuff. Like He's got talent, whether he's a comedian or an actor or, I guess, a director. So let's talk a little bit about how he got to where he's at now. So we go back to the beginning of his career. Okay. So if we look back, actually, the beginning of his career was 1995-1996. He did a TV show called Maybe This Time. It was a TV series. He did nine episodes. Now that led into doing some TV shows and some movies which like nobody knows them like they're very they're very uh you know low budget probably independent films right so he did uh buddy he was a a cop he did suddenly an episode of suddenly susan which was a very popular tv series back in the late 90s he did flypaper he did mystery men so that was that which is actually pretty funny uh, then he did Simon Says, Spiral, LAX, The Touch. These are all small movies or shorts or TV shows. Yeah, little bits. Right. So then he did The Man Show. He did Windy City Heat, a TV movie. Then he did Stuck on You. Okay, Stuck on You is uh, it's not a great movie, but it was by the, Far- the Farley Brothers. And it had Matt Damon yeah. and Greg Kinnear in it as the conjoined twins. So um, if you're trying to think, well, what's that? I recognize that from somewhere. That's what it is. All right. So he was in that, right? So that's kind of a step up for him because that's a fairly substantial uh, movie at the time when it was released. Um, so that was like I felt like his big break right there was uh, stuck on you. Then he did Humor Me, a TV movie, Channel Surfing, TV movie. Um, his voice, I think. He did Torque. He did uh, Good Gr- Good Girls Don't, which uh, TV series. 
And then he did Mr. 3000. And I remember when Mr. 3000 came out. It was like a baseball movie about like an aging baseball player played by Bernie Mac who ended his – like he retired with like 2,000 – like 997 hits or something. So he was trying to get to the 3,000 hits. So he comes out of retirement. Um, so he did that. Then he did uh, Duck Dodgers. Okay. And then he did Crank – Yankers, which is a TV series, never heard of it. Have you know no idea exactly what that is. And then he did, um, or no, sorry, I jumped ahead. He did Duck Dodgers, London. Then he did a movie called Waiting. It has Ryan Reynolds in it. Ryan Reynolds. This is actually one of those movies where it's if you look at it, it's not very good, but it's one of my <laughs> it's one of my all time just if I have to list of guilty pleasures this is on that list same here it's one of my favorite movies i can watch like over and over again it's just like a guilty pleasure it's not like anything of real substance but it's just kind of fun to watch right so he's in that movie uh cooked a tv movie uh first of the penguins he did employee of the month that had uh jessica simpson. thank you jessica simpson in it. i remember when that came out because it was kind of a big deal and that was rated right like the height of jessica simpson's like popularity yeah so that was kind of a that was huge right so he did that he did the crank yonkers tv series 2002 2007 uh and then mr brooks uh in 2007 he did good luck chuck dan in real life so dan in real life has is really it's a pretty good movie uh that has steve carell in it um and he plays the older brother of Dane Cook's character. And if you haven't seen Dan in real life, write it down. So basically, <laughs> write it down. <laughs> yes, you, my co-host, write it down. So the listeners got it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Writing it down. Writing it down. Right. So he did Dan in real life. And that was actually probably, I would say from the movies and the things I've seen him in, I think Dan in real life was probably the best performance he's uh, he has ever given so far. So, for Dane Cook or Dave Quirrell? Dane Cook. Okay. Both did great, but Dane Cook—that's probably the best I've seen. Um, so then he did my best friend's girl. He did an episode of Hawaii Five O in two thousand eleven. Uh, then he did Detention. He did an episode of Louie, which is pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> Answers to Nothing, same two thousand eleven, right? So then we did, he did The Producers, a video. He did Guns, Girls, and Gambling, again, 2012. Uh, so these are like – like he's mixing it up at this point because it, you feel like he has enough notoriety that he's getting some roles in some, some substantial movies. But he's also still doing like a lot of independent stuff and like TV shows, things like that. So he did uh, a TV show called Next Caller. Uh, he did Planes. He was the voice of uh, Dusty the Crop Hopper. So that's, you know, sure. it's voice work. Oh, that's a Disney movie, isn't Pixar. it? Pixar. Like, or Pixar, okay. So then he did Grand Theft, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. He, he was a voice in that. Cool. He did... Vita Minimulch, Air Spectacular, a short. I have no idea what that is. Um, but it's fun to say. Right, right. Almost like I Love Lucy. Um, planes, uh, Fire and Rescue. So that's a sequel to to Planes. Sure. And then he did 400 <laughs> Days, Workaholics, another TV series, and then finally American Gods. And also, following American Gods, he's doing uh, – a movie called American Exit. So that's kind of <laughs> fitting, I guess. Yeah, because he's exiting out of American Gods and into that. <laughs> right. You know, if you look at his career, it's actually, there's a lot more there than I thought. There's a lot more credits than I thought he would have. I thought maybe five to ten credits total, but he actually has a decent amount here. 40, 43 credits as an actor. Yeah, like even if you disregarded like all the comedian stuff, like he could say he's still like a pretty active actor. Right. Yeah. 
he's um he's got some talent. Look, he's not look, he's not the I'm not saying he's the worthy of getting an Oscar or something, but he's a solid mm-hmm. actor. He can come in and do some good stuff. And I thought in Dan in real life he was just probably one of the best actors on the screen and, and I, some people will disagree and that's fine but i thought that uh outside of steve carell i think he had a a really good performance so yeah he's done some pretty good things like i don't know like waiting is great and even employee of the month like that's also like a little guilty pleasure that every now and again i'll come back to and just like watch because I mean, it's great you got Dax shepherd and jessica simpson's like not terrible at all and it's pretty funny. Now, let me ask you, how do you think he will do in terms of playing Robbie? Do you think he'll be able to pull it off? I think so. I think he's done, you know, quite enough acting and, you know, been in this, you know, the role of like acting and doing, you know, comedian work that he's been around people enough to have developed a acting side. And I don't see him, you know having a problem pulling off a serious role because even Robbie isn't that serious of a character. It's he'll probably do it quite well. <laughs> right. I, I think he'll do fine. I'm not really all that worried. It, it's not a role that requires a lot of heavy lifting, at least from what we know from the books. Now he could be in a lot more episodes here, so he might have more to do, but I think in a lot of ways, it's a good rule for him to do because not much is known about Robbie at all. You know, so I feel like he kind of has a clean slate. You know, he can go in so many different directions in terms of portraying this character. I'm not talking about, you know, just the scenes with like Laura in the car and having sex and things like that. That that I'm talking like because He's such a minor character in the books. There's so little to go on. So he can really come up with his own idea of who Robbie is and run with it. Yeah, you can just give him a new identity if you want to because there's not much really to go on in the book. Right. Right. So, yeah, I think he'll do fine. I'm not worried about that. I I have full faith that they chose the right person for this role. Yeah, I think so too. It's a good choice. So I guess that's kind of it for for his profile. I mean, there really isn't a whole lot that I could find on him uh, besides what I just said at the beginning before we kind of went in a little more in depth running through his credits. Um, yeah, he's just he's good at what he does and he he's magnetic as a comedian. So obviously he can go and give a good performance and I think it would just be just fine. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um okay, I think that's it for the Dan Cook uh profile unless you have something to add. No, I think we touched on everything. Okay. All right. Uh Yeah, I can't think I th- think next week I'm going to do a final word segment no matter what. Uh, I didn't come up with one this week, so I do apologize if uh, we don't have a, a final word segment. I, I didn't think about it until just now, so I'll kind of I'll write that down. I'll make a note, and I'll also let you know if we come up with any additional material that we can kind of start doing in the coming weeks. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I think that's it uh, for this episode, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, the- that's everything. <laughs> okay. Well, why don't you give out the social media stuff and uh, we'll we'll just uh, end the episode and uh, say our goodbyes to everybody. All right. So you can find us uh, on the internets at www.freakinggeeks.com. We have all our podcasts up there, including American Gods. Uh, you can reach out to us at freakinggeeksmedia at gmail.com. Uh, we're out in the Twitterverse. We're at American Gods Pod. And we have our individual Twitter handles as well. Mine's at Labyrinth Rose and Michael's is at Michael underscore Lanik. And we also have Patreon. <laughs> so you've added one more I have to talk about. And I can get the rest of them and now there's Patreon. 
So yeah, you can check us out on Patreon too if you want to be a subscriber and you know get new perks and you know episodes you might not get if we do some bonuses. Uh, and that's patreon.com forward slash freaking geeks. I think so. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay, good. <laughs> good job. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Check us out there. See if you like uh, what we have to offer and, uh, you know, become a patron and subscribe. And uh, you know, we've got some really good stuff coming down the pike for uh, people that are patrons, people that do subscribe. Um, yeah. So check it out. Watch the video and, uh, yep, see if you like what you see. So. All right, everyone. I think that ends our episode this uh, week. So I guess we'll just uh, be seeing you next time. Uh, you know, if you have any questions, if you have any suggestions, send us an email. You can do that. Don't and be shy. Don't be shy. And until then, uh, have a good night or a good day wherever you are. And uh, we'll see you next time. Later, godlings. Later, godlings.